0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA+ community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bad days, bad
1: days. What you going to do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Bad days, bad days. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Bad days, bad days. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Bad days, bad days. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for
2: you? Welcome to Bad Days. For the next hour, there is Neri Atiara, Doc Martin, or Grinder Alert in sight where it doesn't matter if your gaydar is on the fritz because ours are too. I'm Helen.
0: And I'm Alex and we have a special guest co-host tonight all the way from Soul Provider, which is a few shows after us, you better listen to that as well, and our and proud bad gay Matt Warren. Welcome Matt. Yeah, hi guys and uh, thanks for having
3: me join the team tonight, hoping to fly the flag for all the bad gays out there. I do have a confession to make, I'm going to get this out out in the open, just right up the front. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a bit of a Kylie fan, yes. so yes. I don't know whether that like denies me membership no, access. but um right, There's always exceptions for everything. It's fine. Yeah, does that make me a mediocre gay rather it, than no, a bad it gay? it makes you
2: a bad gay. It makes you a bad gay. Good. Well,
3: I think I've become a bad gay, actually. I think, you know, it's kind of a rite of passage. The older you get, you you are quite... Um, you, you're allowed to become a curmudgeonly old grump, and I think that's where sort of this
0: bad gay thing comes from.
2: You see, I started out like that, Matt, so I, I was obviously well before my time.
0: Well, well I, done. I'm, I feel like I'm watching an educational video. This This is my future. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up on tonight's show, we've got a huge week. We're starting off with topic of the week. Uh, a little bit serious for us, and we're talking all things HIV stigmas. Uh, comparing your few decades ago to now um, from two different generations talking on it. It's very important. needs to be addressed. Uh, we also have a very special guest. We're going to be talking to Nathan Clark uh, from the incredibly sexy Port Douglas Get Wet Fest. It's taking place early next year. And we've got our regular segments, including Gay Speak Word of the Week, Boulder Dash Edition, where Helen is leading the way. Let's see if I can bump up and make the score a bit even. We'll
2: see.
0: Mm, we shall. Stay tuned, baddies.
2: So the theme for this week, our music theme, which mm-hmm. we love to have, my pick this week, Ooh. is bringing sexy back not. So <laughs> we are kicking off our music festivities this evening with none other than hot chocolates you sexy thing
1: Give my heart I believe in miracles. Since you came alive, you You said said something. something.
0: sexy thing. I You are back on Bad Gaze with Alex. Ellen. And Matt. Woo! I want to know why are they called hot chocolate?
2: No idea. Good.
0: Okay. Weird. No
2: idea. Well, I, I think it may have stemmed from their their heritage <laughs> in, in that in, Right. Are we uh, yeah, yeah, political yeah. correct? <laughs> you did yes. really well there. Yes. That yep. they are... Uh, identified as African-Americans. So okay. I believe that that may... Ha- it may have been a time where those sort of things were not...
3: I think they're from the UK. Are they? Oh. oh are they? Yeah. Well, sorry sorry to be a musical no, Nazi then. L- fantastic, yeah. aren't yeah. they?
2: Oh, oh, okay, so uh, oh. what's the definition there. I don't if, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> going with it. it, it was anyway, heritage, I believe.
0: We'll define desserts next week, next possibly. Absolutely. Uh, beginning on to, you know, topic of the week, we're introducing this segment. We start off with a bang every show uh, coming up and we talk about something a bit more serious than more of our light-hearted fun stuff which is coming up later so stay tuned for that uh, we're talking all things HIV uh, uh, stigmas like positive negative blah 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 the latest case the latest example of you know big celebrity icons coming out which I really think helps you know deflate such a issue with such a negative stigma for so long is none other than Jonathan Van Ness, and if that name doesn't ring a bell to you, it will very soon. He is the 32-year-old queer eye global sensation who arguably has the best beard and head of hair you will ever see in your entire life. He recently revealed that he's HIV positive and in his latest memoir, Over the Top, A raw Journey to Self-Love. Now, I'm going to start the conversation off. I'm going to throw it to you guys. Obviously, breaking news um even though i'm sure this isn't breaking news for anyone there is a tiny little age gap and between oh i think everyone's well aware (laughs) of that alex yes um and you know the aids epidemic huge in the especially in the 80s and the 90s what was it like i'm curious to hear from your perspectives growing up we were talking off air earlier at very young ages tell me a bit how that was like for you both
2: I think you know Matt and I were discussing this uh off air and one of the thing before we we get into the more serious side of things I do want every the the you out there who uh, joining us on our bad gay journey to know that Alex could give JVN yep. a, a run for his money with a, the head of hair. Yes. Uh, so there you go. So a good head of hair in this studio. It's as flocking. We, It is. It is, absolutely. In terms of the the HIV-AIDS epidemic, you, I think I was in, in my very formative years in, in the you know, late 80s, early 90s. And as a young teenager, it was not something that I was obviously particularly exposed to other than through mass media. Mm -hmm. And there was a a world renowned campaign that is still studied as, as a case study in marketing, public relations. And Uh, affecting social change that stemmed out of Australia and it was the Grim Reaper campaign. Yeah. And that was probably my first exposure to the epidemic is seeing those ads on television.
3: Mm -hmm. Matt, what... Yeah, look, when you're hit with something like that at such an impressionable age, because I was a teenager, I, I, you know, personally I hadn't started engaging in sexual activity... Uh, when I was hit with this very graphic image of uh, the Grim Reaper, you know, it's basically it's death, it's horror, it's it's destruction, devastation. Um, completely different world back then, you know. Like it's a, it is a different time now. I think the HIV epidemic has been very well um, managed through uh, drugs. You know, you've got the you've got you've got pre medication, you've got p- uh, post medication. Mm. Um, so. You know, I don't know whether it's for me to say whether it should be an obligation within a relationship to uh, announce your status. I think that's yeah. up to the couple. However, mm-hmm. um, I do think it's a lot less um, of a life or death situation to come out with now than it used to be back then.
2: I think I think that's the fundamental difference, I think, mm. uh, over the decades, is that when when the epidemic first came to the the forefront mm-hmm. it was it, it was told through media through governments it was a gay epidemic right and so, as i said my first exposure to it was when the australian you know government and, and the AIDS Council and uh, made these ads and started to put it as not a, a gay epidemic but as a community epidemic. Mm. But, uh, you know, Matt's absolutely right. At that point in time, this was a life or death sentence and that's yeah, right. how it was portrayed. And I think the thing that has come about as as more people have you know, outed, in inverted commas, their their status, is that it's no longer that life or death scenario that it was back in the 80s and 90s.
0: How crazy. We've come so far, in inverted commas, in time where you're saying it's a life or death situation, mass TV campaigns, to now... Seeing the odd street poster, of very sexualized men and women with like statements such as "Don't be an idiot," like take prep or take all these like you know these like drugs that like you know help you not become positive and stuff like that. And it's it's great growing up me personally, you know, in the last decade, uh, it kind of wasn't. You don't really talk about it. You only talk about it when you're forced to during sex ed in year whatever year it was, you know, in the middle of high school, and it was kind of a very simple situation where if you have unprotected sex you know this is one of the major consequences and that was it that was all that was said and only in my adult life now like being you know heavily involved in the lgbt community it's very more prominent that you have to be educated in stuff such and as And with, with regards to the importance of
3: actually having to come out and declare your status do you yeah. think that has changed over the years i think i think there's there's a lot less necessity these days to do it than there was back when it was a life at death situation.
2: I, I would agree. And I think you just look at the high-profile cases. So, you know, the high-profile cases back in the 80s and 90s, the likes of Rock Hudson and uh, Freddie Mercury, who announced their HIV status or that they were dying of an AIDS-related illness the day before he passed away because mm. that was the stigma attached to it. Mm. Whereas now, I think that because of education, because of uh, advances in research in medication, announcing your HIV status doesn't appear to have the same momentous impact as it did way back when.
0: Mm. Yeah. And if you treat it... Uh, earlier on enough, you can go through the process where you, um, yeah, you change sti- Anyway. And, and, and there's not the same stigma, I guess. Yeah. So,
3: I, I, I guess that's what you're saying about this, what's his name, Jonathan Van Ness? That's yeah, his, yep. sorry, I'm not, I'm bad guy, I'm not up with these guys. Okay. But um. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I question what's the motivation behind him coming out and feeling that he needed to declare his status.
0: He claimed in an interview with Jimmy Fallon, uh, the late-night talk show host, he said that he felt guilty of hiding such a prominent like factor uh, of his life, which I guess is arguably we were just saying it's your choice at the end of the day. You don't. It's private information. Uh,
2: I think, it, like anything related to to intimate uh, sexual relations, to to be politically correct again, is is it is a it is about ensuring the the honesty and the safety of the person you're engaging in in those activities with and and I think perhaps that yes I think it still garners certain people still garner media attention just look at uh, Charlie Sheen uh, a couple of years ago he he was mm, blackmailed yeah. into r- revealing his HIV status yeah. and th- I think that had a lot of uh, momentum behind it because you, here you ha- have a well-known uh, you know,
0: prominent Uh, figure in the community
2: heterosexual figure right who had uh, identified outed himself once again in inverted commas Mm. as have been hiv positive and i think that garnered a lot of media attention but Mm. does it have the same impact as it did back in the 80s and 90s i would argue perhaps not
0: Yeah, I Uh, would agree with you. I think from a sort of like, um,
3: it's a noble thing to do, right? Because these guys are are holding themselves up as the pinnacle of what it is to be gay, right? So you've got five guys there. I mean, let's look at them. There's not a bad guy amongst them. They're all as cute as a button. (laughs) They're all impeccably turned out. There we go. um, The (laughs) foodie guy is just, oh, to die for. And he's like going out with this male model, you know, and and cook amazing food and... You know, um, they're kind of being held up there as these perfect gays that I couldn't possibly sort of um, that ever. Everyone
2: should aspire. Yeah, yeah.
3: That, that I could possibly never achieve in myself. So the fact, fact he's come out and said that he's HIV positive, it yeah. kind of gives a much more human factor too.
2: I, I think it. you're right. It does. It does put a. And I think it for and Alex probably this would be more directed at you for a younger gay man. Mm-hmm. It it certainly provides a from a a popular culture perspective you know but people who you can relate to as in yeah, okay here is here is a, a gay man who is living with this disease and and he is representing our community which mm-hmm. is a really positive thing
0: and a good quote to take from it i i read this in an article that the new york times published based on this very exciting and he said you know i'm doing so many things that a lot of HIV negative people cannot ever do or never will do. So there you go. We're going to leave you with that. That was the topic of the week. Bad days, bad days.
1: What you going to do? What you going to do when we come for you? Bad days, bad days. What you going to do? What you going to do when we come for you?